Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Pearl. This is a podcast for manifestation. And when we talk about manifestation, we're talking about manifestation of the individual and giving you the power to live your life by design and not by default. I want to just give thanks to the originators, the ancestors, for the light that they bring to me and allowing me this platform to be able to share the pearls that I glean on a daily basis with those who are worthy to receive the pearls. And I'm so, so grateful for this opportunity on this evening's edition. We're going to be dealing with the subject matter of new heaven and new earth. The new heaven and the new earth. So hopefully you'll get much from this one. And I'm excited about it. Just want to take a moment with this platform and with my opportunity to just give thanks to all of those light workers out there everyone that's out there that's bringing any type of any type of information any type of healing any type of guidance to the people man i am truly grateful for the work that you do the commitment that you make and the sacrifices that you make because doing this type of work is is much sacrifice involved and you know we live in a society where many people like to give roses and flowers when people are gone or they have transitioned you know i want to um give love and light to john witherspoon the comedian you know um he transitioned recently and he's taking this place amongst the ancestors and this man you know everyone comes out and they talks about how hilarious he was and how funny he was and how much he helped other comedians and he was the one that the other comedians would go to when they needed a laugh and it's so amazing and it's so funny how when this man was alive (laughs) this man wasn't getting that type of reverence and he wasn't getting that type of respect and that's just a microcosm of a macrocosm meaning that he's just the latest example of the same thing that what many of us do. And I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a teacher. We don't give our teachers the respect and the reverence they deserve. The ones who encourage us. We don't give the encouragers the reverence they deserve. The healers. <laughs> I remember Dr. Savy. You know, everybody loved Dr. Savy so much. You know, after he passed and he died, people coming out the woodwork, I'm talking about people in high positions and people who have platforms that can really put the message out. They speak so highly on Dr. Sabi after he's dead and gone, you know, but when the man was here, you didn't hear a peep. And it's just so amazing. The society that we live in and I have to be honest you know this was something that I really really 
struggled with for a long time. Just really looking at the the hypocrisy of the people of how they do to greatness and to the great people. You know, it, it really bothered me because these people make major sacrifices and they put mad work in and they do so much for the community, but they get so much resistance from the community that they try to help. Meaning they don't get the support that they need. You know, they don't get the accolades they deserve. And truly, the way I feel, the accolades is the condition of the people changing. That's the accolades right there. You know, for me personally, the reason I do the work is because I want to see a transformation of the people and the things that I share and the information that I use. When I see others using this information, this is um, all the accolades that I need because it confirms that it is the truth that I share because truth never passes away. So because it is a truth, it's going to be true today. It was true yesterday. And it definitely will be true tomorrow. And these are the things that I try to focus on. These are the things that I deal with on this podcast. I try to stay away from any opinions. Everyone has an opinion or they should. And that's sad, too, because many of us don't have an opinion. Many of us have have been trained to think or shall I say trained not to think and just trained to respond we live based on responses and because we are responding to everything we are tossed to and fro and carried away with the wind because we have no substance or we have no anchor meaning we have nothing that holds us down you know and when i'm saying something that holds us down I mean, in a foundation, (laughs) we have no foundation. Yeah. When I say things like that, things that don't hold us down, I'm actually speaking metaphorically and I'm saying things like a foundation. You know, I feel like sometimes people take things that I say on surface value and they don't really understand the deeper meaning of the things that I say. Things that I say is to be studied and is to be researched. And it is to be analyzed. And I, I truly like that. And I truly encourage that. That's actually part of the reason for this whole podcast. It's for the evolution of the individual. Because we go through stages in our life. And you're, gonna, you're not going to be the same individual today that you will be tomorrow. Because if you working on yourself, and if you are applying these techniques, and if you are manifesting anything, then that's a process, and it's something that's going to be continuous, and it's going to be something that's going to be circulating and transforming. So, I had an interesting conversation recently with an individual And it was perplexing to me because in this conversation, I had the realization of pretty much one of the mindsets of a certain group of people. And when I say certain group, I'm not really talking about classes or nothing like that or races or anything like that. No. I'm always talking about mindsets. Everything is based on mindsets and mentality. But you have a group of people who have a mentality that um, they look at people and they judge them based on their appearance of, of how they perceive them to be. 
And what I'm saying when I'm saying that is that many people have built-in prejudices. Um, they kind of look at an individual and based on their perceived um, preconceived notion of what they think that they should know because of maybe the color of their skin because the um, I guess um, the appearance as far as like how they um, dress or maybe even the age that they can perceive a, a, a age they they look at their physical body and based on what they consider to be their age, they figure that they can only know so much or they can't know so much. So the conversation that I had was it was an individual and he was speaking on when um he was growing up, um, you know, he can remember when there were no microwaves and you know he was watching um things on tv with say like something such as like the jetsons and on the jetsons they were showing that uh you'll be able to um get food from like a tv or whatever like i can remember the episode myself like it was an episode where um, they wanted something to eat and they was looking on the TV and they saw what they wanted. They just pressed the button and the TV produced the food. So it was like instant food. Like all you had to do was just be able to see it and you can press a button and boom, the food was done. So that was the precursor to the microwave. And this individual looked at me and he was like, well, you know, you wouldn't know nothing about that, uh, you know, because, um, you know, I can remember when I was growing up and we didn't have a microwave. You know, I, I can remember, you know, um, there was no microwaves, but you wouldn't be able to know anything about that. <laughs> so let me just throw out this scenario. And I just want people to just really think about this for a minute. OK. We live in an age and in a time where information is available to anyone about anything at all times. With the invention of the World Wide Web <laughs> or the Internet, all you have to do is to be able to think of a thought. Just think of a thought. You can just type it in and it'll give you the whole history of whatever the subject matter is. Now, yeah, OK. You may say to yourself, yeah, OK, it's one thing to be able to pull up some information and read about it. But it's a whole different thing to experience it. And I absolutely agree with that. Because I feel like experience is the true way to learn things. So, let's look at this. An individual in Haiti, a place where I have traveled, so I've been there, so I know this firsthand. <laughs> you know, traveling is important too. So, if any of you haven't traveled anywhere, I really encourage that you do that. But... An individual in Haiti um, has grown up living in a village. Now, in this village, they have no electricity. They have no running water. They have no indoor plumbing. Um, they had an outhouse or whatever, meaning like this is where they went to use the restroom at in that outhouse and in this outhouse the individuals who owned the property was responsible for creating their own outhouse now in the procedure of creating an outhouse an individual must dig 
a hole, not just a little small hole to plant a pot, plant a, a plant or, or, you know, just take a little small pot or something and, you know, put some soil in it and just plant a plant. But I'm talking about a deep hole, like maybe let's say about six feet, a six feet hole. And once they dig this hole, then they formulate like some type of a board or something, or they get like some type of a, um, I'm trying to think of what you would call it, like, you know, a big sheet of wood or something like that. They get that, and then they will cut a hole, and they'll place that over the top of the hole or whatever, and then they will like cut out a section or whatever where you can have like a place where you can kind of like sit on or whatever and they would construct like maybe like a little shed over it you know what i'm saying so it can be kind of like covered and it can be like private and once you have this constructed now you can go in and you can sit on it and you can basically use the restroom like you can do number one or number two whichever one you got to do in this hole and you would do this until it begins to fill once it gets to a certain height or whatever then you would go in and you would fill this hole up and you would go find a new location and you would dig another hole and then you would start the process all over again now this is going on now <laughs> it's 2019 i went to haiti it was 2010 I believe it was 2010. So my parents, who are much older than me, they grew up in what you would call the country. They grew up, they had a home with no indoor plumbing. They had to dig an outhouse to use the bathroom. My grandfather, he was the one who would make it. And then when the sons or his young men had gotten older, they were the ones responsible for doing it. Now, they had the same experience of using the outhouse, having to make the outhouse and do everything that it took to maintain the outhouse. Not to mention they didn't have indoor plumbing, meaning like the running water, but what they did have was a septic tank. And guess what? Over in Haiti, some of them had septic tanks today. But my whole point of what I'm saying is you can't go to a young Haitian, let's say about a 10 year old, and tell them that, oh, you're not old enough to know about an outhouse. Because you are 70 years old and that was your experience here in America because you experienced this when you were coming up. You can't look at a 10 year old Haitian and say, oh, you don't know anything about our house because, you know, um, you're not old enough. No, your experience dictates what it is that you can know and what you don't know It's your experience that dictates that it's not your so-called perceived age. And I feel like many times, many of us, we miss certain things because of our arrogance and because we make ourselves unteachable because we look at certain individuals and we judge them based on our preconceived notions of what they should and shouldn't know versus inquiring about what they do know. How about asking questions to them and, you know, listen to their responses 
and judge, engage, and see if they actually know what it is that they're referencing or what they're talking about. And also, maybe ask them or inquire about their reference point. Like, well, you know, how do you know about this? You know, how did you learn this? And I guarantee you it'll open up a whole world of new experiences. So, I just wanted to share that because I really feel like, you know, Many people, we really miss a lot of the beauty of what nature has provided to us through other humans, <laughs> through our living conditions, our environment, through our experiences that we are so beautifully allowed to experience on a daily basis. We miss the pearls and all of that. And we must get to a point where we can just start embracing our experience and just really truly learn. But um, we're gonna have a good one tonight. I, you know, I kind of feel long-winded now. You know, I'm talking a whole lot, so you know, when I'm, I'm like that, I never know where we're gonna go with it. So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls, and we'll be back with tonight's message: the new heaven and the new earth. And we're back to no pork and all pearls. And tonight we're talking about new heaven and new earth. Now, one may say, well, what is a new heaven? And is there going to be a new earth? Because the old earth will be destroyed. And if we're going to get a new heaven, then what about the old heaven? You know, for many years, for a long time, people had the belief and the understanding that the world is going to come to an end and it's going to be destroyed. The world is going to be destroyed and God is going to bring destruction on the earth. And when the earth is destroyed, all of God's people will, um, what's the word they use? Resurrected? No, no, not resurrected. Raptured. That's it. The people will be raptured up to heaven. God's people will be raptured to heaven. And they're going to be able to live life on in heaven. And the earth is going to be destroyed. And then once the earth is destroyed, then God is going to create a new earth. And then God's people will be allowed to come back to the earth from heaven and live and reign for eternity because heaven is going to now be on earth, you know, but all the wicked people, they're going to be destroyed with the earth and God's people are going to be raptured up to heaven. If that's what you believe, that's cool. You know, that's what you believe. But I will ask you this. Can you give me some type of proof or some type of evidence to this that this is what's going to happen? Like, can you prove this to me? Don't tell me some hypothetical scenarios and don't give me no hallucinations of, or something from the imagination of how it could possibly happen. Give me some type of proof that this can actually happen, that a certain group is going to be snatched up and taken into outer space. Maybe that's the whole craze with people trying to move to Mars or something like that. You know, they want to catch a flight to Mars because maybe Mars is going to be heaven or something to some folks. I don't know. But um, God going to... um. In the twinkle of an eye, he's going to snatch up his people and he's going to take them out of space. And then the earth, 
this physical plane that we're living on is going to be blown up or burnt up or a meteor is going to hit it or whatever's going to happen is going to blow up it's going to be gone and then it's going to be reconstructed and then i guess everybody that's living and residing in heaven they're going to be sent back down i guess snap back down or something however you was maybe star trek like the star trek they're going to beam them back down to the new earth after it's constructed we don't know how many of 25,000 of years it's going to take to construct a new earth or whatever that they say, whatever science say that, you know, it's the number of how long it takes to construct the earth. Forgive me for not having the exact numbers, but um, however long it's going to take to construct a new earth, they're going to construct, God's going to construct a new earth and the people are going to be beamed back down. Okay? I just want to have a source of reference or, you know, just some type of proof that this has happened before because um there's an ancient saying that there's nothing new under the sun so that means if there's nothing new under the sun that means that this is this has been done before now if you're telling me that no um this has not been done before this is something that's going to happen it was prophesied by god it was god's plan to happen and it just hadn't came to pass yet if it hadn't came to pass yet and it hadn't been done yet, that means that that ancient maxim is not true. But there's nothing new under the sun. That means that that's not true. So if that's not true, then truth never passes away. Based on what truth is, truth never passes away. Something that has always been, always will be. Something that is tenuous. Or something that's a fallacy or a falsehood, that's something that's gonna pass away. All falsehoods pass away. So the flesh, the body, how do we know that it's not real? I just say it like that. How do we know that it's not real or it's not the truth? Because it passes away. But what is real is your spirit, is your soul. Those things are real. And it never passes away. It's eternal. And that's what connects us all. Our spirit connects us all. Because we all are one. So just by me knowing that, I know for a fact that the spirit is eternal. That it always has been. Just like there has always been God. There's always been our spirit because our spirit is our piece of God or our reflection of God or our manifestation of God. It says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. Who is God? Who is God? Because if God created heaven and the earth, then who is God and what is heaven? Okay, let's look at that first. What is heaven? I think I've talked about this before. Heaven is a state of mind or a condition. Heaven is a state of mind or a condition. And heaven is also another term for the cosmos. So, when we're looking at it from that aspect, if it's a state of mind or a condition and God created it, that means that this was something that was manifested by God. God manifested his state or his, or his condition or his mindset. And if man... Which is simply a manifestation of God. Like on the sixth day, God created man. Means that God created manifestations of himself. Of itself. Because God is the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Coming together in unity and in complete Balance and harmony, perfect harmony, 
to produce an ultimate creation, an eternal creation, a perfected manifestation, <laughs> which is you. You are a perfected manifestation. You're a perfected manifestation of your mother and of your father. Everyone that's listening to me, I know you've been trained to look outside of yourself. I know you've been told to look up into the hills to, to where my help comes from. You know, look up. But I want to tell you to look within. <laughs> look within. Look in your DNA. <laughs> look in your genes. If you want to understand your God, look within yourself and you can see who your God was. You are the perfected combination of your mother and of your father. 24 chromosomes from your mom, 24 chromosomes from your father. And you combine them together, and then you got you. If you look in your mirror, you see your mother and your father. Brought together by love. Love is the energy that bound them together. And you are the manifestation of that love. You are. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge your mother and your father. Love your mother and your father. Why? Because your mother and your father created you. They gave you life. They gave you an opportunity to experience life on this physical plane. And guess what? They gave you the best of them. They gave you the best 24. You got the best 24 from your mom and the best 24 from your dad. And they came together and they worked it out within. And your mother presented you to this physical plane. And now you have an opportunity to work out the imperfections of your mother, the imperfections of your father, you can work those things out within you. You take what they gave you and you work out anything within you that's unnatural, anything that's in you that's fearful, anything that's in you that's an abomination to the all, to the collective consciousness of society, the things that are hindering you from receiving your best life, your best experiences, the right knowledge, Whatever it is that you desire, whatever it is that you are in need of, the right healing, you can have that. But it's up to you to create that. How do you create it? You create it with your mind. Hence, the new heaven. All the new heaven is, is a new heaven is a new mindset. That's the new heaven. You have to create a new mindset. You have to create a mindset for abundance. If you've been raised in the condition of poverty, or you've always been taught that there's lack, you got to recondition your mind or renew your mind to understand that you live on a plane of abundance. I don't know where you are, but just look up into the skies. Look into the skies and just look at the stars at night and try to count all the stars you can see. If you can count all the stars that you can see in the sky, just know that there are an abundance of stars and there's even more stars beyond that than what you can't see. And that's symbolic of the abundance that we have on this physical plane that we're living on. There is no lack. The lack is within you. 
The lack is in your mindset. The lack is because you only can have what it is that you believe that you can have and that you think that you deserve. If you think you deserve something, guess what? You're going to get it because you believe that it's yours and you can have it. Hence, the new heaven. That's the new heaven. When you get your new heaven, meaning your new mindset, your life will change almost instantly, almost overnight. You'll begin to see things differently. You'll be able to experience things differently. Like, your experience is your knowledge. And what I'm saying by that is that the way you experience your life is how you're going to relate to society. You relate to society based off of the experiences that you have. And if you're always experiencing turmoil and uh, what some people call bad health or poverty, if this is what you're always experiencing, you're going to look at people in a different light versus someone who's experiencing life with abundance, abundance of wealth, abundance of health, abundance of love, abundance of wisdom and knowledge that's available to them, like information. You know, if you have all these things that's available to you, you won't have to have any type of a fear or you won't have to have any type of a worry about anything because everything that you need and want is at your disposal. But I'm here to tell you that even if you can't see it with your physical eyes, it's available to you. But the only way it'll become available to you is by you taking a flight to the new heaven. You got to go to a new heaven. New heaven meaning your new mindset, meaning conditioning your mind to see beyond what you perceive your reality be, to be at this moment. Just know that your reality at this moment is subject to change based on the conditions of your mind. If you walk into a cold home, you're not going to just sit in that house and you're not just going to freeze to death. You're going to go to your thermostat if you're fortunate enough and if you're blessed enough to have a thermostat and have indoor heat in the air and you're going to adjust the thermostat to the temperature that you are desiring. If you want a warm home, you're going to turn the heat up so that the heat can rise within that home and in that space and that space can become warm. Now, if you don't have a thermostat and you're in a place, you're going to get you some wood. You're going to get you some wood. You're going to put that wood together and you're going to create you a fire. And when you create that fire, that fire is going to produce heat and it's going to give you the heat that you need so that your body can become at a more desired temperature. And then you also, you're going to find you a coat. Or you're going to find you a blanket or a quilt or something. And you're going to wrap yourself up until your body gets to a desired temperature where you can be comfortable. I've seen people that live on the street. And I've seen people sleeping on benches or on the ground. And many of them are bundled up in sleeping bags or big old blankets or whatever it is that they can find. But they wrap themselves up so their body can be at a desired temperature. So they don't have to be frozen. You can look outside where I'm at right now. I can look outside and I see like ice in the grass because the temperatures are cold now. And because temperatures are cold, it causes frost and it causes ice to be on the ground. So if I'm an individual and I'm living outside, I have to find the things that I need so that I can become warm. And if I'm going to survive, if I'm going to preserve myself, self-preservation, 
I'm going to make myself warm. And I'm going to make up in my mind that I want to survive. And because I want to survive, I'm going to do whatever it takes so that I can be warm. So there was an ancient saying. It was a, a priest or whatever. And he was very wise. And it was a young man and he wanted to be wise. So he came to the priest who was sitting by a lake. And he was just there meditating. And he asked the priest is like, teach me to be wise like you. And the priest is like, oh, you want to be wise? And he was like, yeah. He was like, well, come here. So the young man came to him and he took his head and he dumped his head in that lake and he held it there for about 15 seconds. And then he pulled his head up. And the young man was like, <gasps> gasping for air. He was like, why did you do that? And he said, when you want wisdom the way you wanted oxygen, that's when you'll be able to gain wisdom. The more of that story is you got to want it so bad. You got to think about it so much. You got to want to manifest it so badly that can't nothing stop you from getting what it is that you want. I don't care how many obstacles are put in front of you. I don't care who tell you that you can't do it and that you will never attain it or whatever. But you got to have that desire that nothing is going to stop me from attaining what it is that I'm desiring right now. So when we come back in the next segment, we're going to continue talking about our topic for tonight which is a new heaven and a new earth. So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls, and we'll be back shortly. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And we're going in tonight, we're just talking about new heaven and the new earth. Last segment, we dealt with the new heaven, which I shared that it's simply talking about a new mindset. A new heaven is a new mindset. So now we want to shift our focus from always dealing with just simply the mind, but to the new earth. So when we're talking about the new earth, we're not talking about the physical manifestation of this plane being imploded and just being destroyed. I really fear, I, I'm sorry, because I'm getting ready to talk about fear. I really feel as if many of us are so fearful and we are so distracted about the things that are going on in society, in what we deem to be our reality, that we miss the work that we're supposed to be doing. And the work is mostly mental. The work is mostly mental. And you want to transmute any fear or any doubt that you experience in your mind into faith. Fear and faith is the same energy, but it's used in different directions. It's basically no such thing as fear. And I'm going to say that again. There is no such thing as fear. Fear is you using your faith against whatever it is that you desire or against whatever it is that you want or you wish to see or you hope for. You have more faith that is not going to happen versus having faith that it is going to happen. So it's all faith. It's all faith and faith is the feeling. Faith is the feeling. It's the feeling that it is going to happen or the feeling that it is not going to happen. So you can choose whatever it is that you want to believe. Or you want to convince yourself of because that's basically what you have to do. You have to convince yourself of one or the other. Either you can convince yourself that it is going to happen or you're going to convince yourself that it's not going to happen. And either way, you're going to be right. 
and it just puzzles me and it just it just really scrambles my brain to think why do people believe in so much negativity why do we think the worst all the time i talk to so many people and so many people talk about the negative like Oh, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm not going to speak nothing negative. I'm going to just tell you that now. I like to give like a lot of examples and scenarios, but I'm not even going to even speak of one because I train myself now to only see what it is that I want and to only focus on the things that I would like to see and what I like to achieve because I realize that whatever I focus my mind on and whatever I set my intentions to, that's exactly what happens for me. And this is the same science that's happening for you. These are the same things that's going on in your life, whether you want to admit it or not. We can't continue to blame others or look at what others are doing and get mad at others and focus on others and what decisions they're making and how they're moving and what they're not doing. We got to stop it. We got to take control of our own ship we gotta navigate our own course in our own lives and when we're talking about a new earth the new earth is the physical aspect of yourself so let's talk about your physical health your body the body that you were blessed with and your body was fearlessly made and wonderfully made. Meaning, your body was made without fear. No fear. No fear is in your body. None. Nothing but faith. They always say fear is false evidence appearing real. That's the acronym. But there is no such thing as fear, as I said. Your body was made faithful, faithfully, full of faith, and wonderfully made, meaning you are a magnificent wonder. They talk about the seven wonders of the world. Well, you yourself is the combination of all the wonders of all worlds. You are. You are wonderfully made. And you get a new earth. When you become a good steward over your earth and to be a good steward over your earth means that you have to get in tune with your physical body, meaning you have to heal thyself. You got to be your physician. Physician, heal thyself. You have to be the one to supply your body with whatever is needed. In your moment, your moment of now, whatever your body is in need of, that's what you need to be providing your body with. We talked about dis-ease before. There's only two stages, ease and dis-ease. And that's conditions of the mind. Either your mind is at ease or your mind is not at ease. And when your mind is not at ease, as above, so below, your body reflects whatever it is that's out of balance in your mind it comes through in your physical body now to counteract that based on whatever it is that you're seeing in your body whatever you're deficient of or whatever you're lacking this is what you need to be replacing your body with it's like okay if you need a plumber to come to your home and fix your plumbing. You can't just bring the plumber there and give him no tools or her. You have to provide the tools necessary for the job. Once the tools are provided for the job, then the job can be accomplished. Now, 
a good plumber will have the right tools. The good plumber that you call, he will come equipped with the tools. And your body is equipped with the tools. However, you have to be the steward over your body. Your body will do whatever it's told to do, and it will respond to your commands. But by you being the ruler of your body, you have to provide your body with those tools that it needs. Your body is constantly working. Your body is constantly performing functions and doing jobs. So you have to be in tune with your body and with the work that's being done. And you need to know that, okay, my body needs more calcium. My body needs more iron. You know, a lot of times when people eat ice or a lot of people, they get cold all the time. Like even when it's not cold, but they get really, really cold. It's a sign that they have low iron. Or like they have cold feet. Low iron, lots of time. That's what it is. And we need calcium for our bones. You need sodium. Sodium is like the salts or whatever that you need in your body. Your body needs 12 essential mineral salts or whatever to help your body function properly. And most of these salts are found in sea salts. This is why people use pink Himalayan salt or Celtic sea salt, like the big gritty crystal salts, not the little refined salt or whatever, the table salt or whatever, which has its place as well. I know a lot of people say, no, they're going to cut up, cut out all salt from the diet. You know, no salt in my diet. I'm not going to say that's wise. You may want to do your research on it and research the importance of salt in the human body and not table salt, but sea salt. You know, check that out. You know, if you get an opportunity, research the importance of sea salts in the body and just see what you find. You know, natural sugars, once again, many people cut out all sugar, you know, um, no sugar for me. Refined sugar, no, because that's man-made. But most of your fruits have sugars in them. And sugar is a source of making glucose. And your body needs glucose in a major way. So I'm not going to advise for or against if you should have sugar in your diet or not. However, I would say once again, you may want to research the importance of sugar in the human body. But what I'm saying is you got to be in tune with your physical body because your body is constantly telling you what you need. We look at it like aches and pains and oh, this joint is locking up or I'm experiencing stiffness in the neck or whatever these things you're feeling, these are indicators from your body, which is trying to communicate to you, the headquarters, like, hey, we're deficient of this. We need a little bit more of this. Can you provide us with some of these? These are your constituents making their requests known to you, the king or the queen of your body. So in order to get that new earth, the new earth is simply you replenishing the things to your body that you need to regenerate it. This is the new earth. Your body constantly is regenerating itself over and over and over daily, yearly. Every seven years, you get a new body. If you really pay attention to yourself, you start looking different after like seven years. Every seven years, you look different. Every seven years, you have a different transition or whatever in your body because your body is regenerating itself. But your body regenerates itself on a daily basis and you have to replenish the things that your body loses. When you work hard or you sweat a lot or you go out and you 
perform like extraneous activities, you are using a lot of your resources within your body. So you have to make sure you're putting those things back. And it's not necessarily about getting a big meal, eating a heavy meal or something, or just eating the same things over and over and over again. You can't eat the same things over and over and over again if you're putting all the essential nutrients back into your body that your body needs. That's a good thing. So it's all about understanding the areas in which you are deficient of and you replacing those deficiencies. And that brings the proper balance to your body and that puts your balance back in harmony. And with your body in harmony and your body in balance, this creates your new earth, which is your new body. And you should be doing that daily. That's the purpose of a balanced diet. A balanced diet is simply putting in the proper nutrients to balance your body on a daily basis. Your body is like a ever-going equation that has to always be balanced. So every day, you need to be balancing that equation. So this is why we have different meals and we have different foods that's available in abundance. There's an abundance of foods. You don't have to just eat certain things. There's an abundance of food. And the choices you should make should be the choices that coincide with your body and what your body needs. That's why you have so many choices, because there are different things that the body's going to be in need of on a daily basis. So you have so much that's available to you. So you have to just go out and glean from all the choices that's out there and find the things that's best for you. Now, some may say, well, it's very expensive to eat healthy and it's very expensive to be able to choose from all these different foods and I have a fixed income or I don't have, I live in a geographical area where a lot of things are not made available to me. Once again, this is another illusion. This is an illusion because yeah, you may not have the abundance of all the different fruits and vegetables and all type of special types of foods and all those type of things. But the 12, remember I said there are 12 minerals 12 salts or whatever that your body needs to be in perfect balance and perfect harmony. It's just 12. And I'm going to do a podcast on that. Not this time, because that's not what we're talking about tonight. But in a future podcast, we're going to deal with those 12 minerals or salts that your body needs to stay balanced and to remain in harmony. And I promise you, when I share these 12 with you, you're going to be so surprised of how simple it is to get those 12 things and how they're right there available to you. There's nothing new under the sun. They were here yesterday. They're here today and they'll be here tomorrow because these are the things that we need to survive. And if you got people that's surviving every day, I'm talking about of all caste, all caste divisions. You know, from the haves to the have-nots, you got all these people that's surviving. So they got something that's going on that's keeping them alive and that's keeping them to survive. So I'm going to close today's episode, New Heaven and the New Earth. And I really hope that you get an understanding of what it means to see a new heaven and a new earth. You want a new heaven? Change your mindset. You want a new earth? Balance your body. Be a good steward over your body. Regenerate your body. As above, so below. As you provide the things for your physical body to help give it optional functions, your mind will create all the ideas that you need. It'll give you all the inspiration that you need. It'll draw to you all the connections that you need to carry out the brilliant ideas that your mind will present to your physical body. And your physical body will be able to carry out the work. But your mind has to be intact to be able to create 
and your body has to be intact to be able to execute. So I really appreciate you for tuning in and I just hope that you would continue to spread the word to those who you may think can use this information. And as long as I can give it, I'm going to continue to give. And I really appreciate your time and your attention. But until next time, peace, love, and shalom.